What's up out there, podcast world? You are now listening to Patina Code Presents Stay With Me, and I'm your host, Dennis. And today's guest is actually one of Patina Code's teammates. We're going to have Mad Scientist on here with us today, and he's going to go over a couple of the things that he's got going on, and we're going to get to hear about a recent journey that he's taken with one of the rides that he owns. Thank you for taking your time out and doing this with us today. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've just been seeing you on the on Instagram and the surfing bird. I like it. It's just cool how you came across the car and what you've done. And it was uh, the events leading up to the bigger things that's happened with the car. It's been pretty cool to watch. And I, I've been watching it and I'm a fan of the car. I like seeing it. So I'd like you to tell your side of the story of the surfing bird. Yeah, uh, that's actually an interesting one. So a lot of people know me for that car. Um, obviously, Instagram, YouTube, Mad Scientist Garage. And uh, I've also been writing for Roadkill Customs under Mad Scientist Garage. There's kind of a lot of hands in a lot of different areas with, with video and print, or not print, but web uh, articles, all of that. How I found that car, which kind of started everything, is is kind of interesting would have been oh geez almost two years ago i had one hot rod pro hot rod project that was just stalled i happened to be out in california with uh with somebody uh dressed as a wizard actually <laughs> and i see this car sitting under a tarp parked crooked as hell um eyeballing it like what the hell is that kind of looks like uh like a Smokey and the bandit car and i've always wanted one I did lift the corner of the tarp just a little bit. It was pretty torn. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely second gen something. Guy wasn't around, just kind of forgot about it. A couple months later, I'm in uh, Texas with Aaron and Emily Reeves. They had uh, picked up the C20 they have, Garfield, out of my yard. I'm actually the one who found that. Okay. And we get to talking around a campfire. I'm like, yeah, there's this car. I've tried to get a couple of my friends to buy it now that I got the guy's number. And Aaron kind of goes, why don't you buy it? What do you mean? I don't, I don't need that car. He's like, yeah, nobody needs that car. But <laughs> like, you know, it kind of sounds like you, you need an adventure. We've, we've invested everything into adventure and experience of life. And that has led us here. Right. So I stood up, walked away from the campfire. I called the guy and said, I have $1,000. I have no idea how I'm going to fix the car. I have no idea how I'm going to get it home, but I want it. And he goes, okay, <laughs> that, that was it. So from there, I flew back out to California, met uh, Vladimir. So if you've seen like the episode from YouTube or anything, I that was the day I met him is when we both put eyes on the car for the first time. Okay. So... I picked him up from, from a park bench. Uh, uh, he took the train down from L.A. I just grabbed him from a Costco parking lot. That was how we met. Sent him a couple messages. He said, yeah, cool, let's do it. We fixed the car, won an award from Hot Rod Magazine, and uh, road tripped at 2,000 miles through the winter with no heat. <laughs> <laughs> so while you were getting everything together and you was getting it so you was just focused on getting it to go right oh it didn't even run it hadn't moved in i want to say five or more years the guy goes i don't think it's been on the highway in 10. Wow. so i showed up with a hundred bucks worth of crap from jegs i had just shipped it there and i sent four tires that were sitting in his side yard 
So we got it. Yeah, we got it running off of just a gas can in like two, three hours. Started checking fluids, filling stuff up. And uh, we basically had it running in in one day enough to drive it to Pomona for the 75th of uh, or the 70th of Hot Rod Magazine. That is is kind of what got me back into hot rodding and just into doing dumb dumb stuff like this, meeting total strangers, driving on reliable garbage, thousands <laughs> of miles. <laughs> <laughs> so how long? Now you okay? You went to Pomona after you got the car fixed, and then you went from there back to your home. Yep, in Iowa. It's <laughs> I, I think by the by the way the crow flies, it's like twenty one hundred miles. But we stopped at the Grand Canyon. We went to the big you know meteor crater from Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, uh, we we probably put closer to twenty three or twenty four hundred miles on from a sunday to like a wednesday night <laughs> so wow yeah. it was taking no sleep we we got a lot done and uh it's just fun honestly I, I wasn't really sure what was gonna happen if the car was even gonna make it but <laughs> it turned out just fine <laughs> so <laughs> when you were riding did it do any was it shaking and shivering or whatnot or, or you just thought well this thing might not make it back I mean, on, on the way to Pomona the day before we left, uh, that would have been like a Saturday. It had absolutely no accelerator pump. It died at, at stoplights, and we're going. This is not good. How far are we going to make it doing this? <laughs> right. uh, so, came back the next day, uh, tore down the carburetor, found out that uh, somebody, some previous owner, had rebuilt the car and put in some wrong gaskets. They were just there were a lot of odd things like we got to it it had brand new everything in the ignition system uh the fuel pump was new it had a bunch of tune-up parts on it i had no idea about because i'd never seen the car right so i was assured that the engine wasn't locked up and we said well if it has any compression it'll run yeah. <laughs> that was the plan so uh we're kind of eyeballing this thing figuring out what's what the keys were stuck in the ignition and wouldn't engage the starter so we hotwired it all the way home really yep oh yeah i we were touching wires together in parking lots <laughs> hey man see that's hot rodding man yeah it was it was pretty sketchy i fixed a bunch of that before power tour last year but now like you were saying on on the highway what were what were we thinking <laughs> there were some nervous moments uh kind of lit the car on fire a little bit once what um started misfiring really bad the first night into the trip come to find out that the spark plugs had been loose the whole time because <laughs> we had been chasing the ignition issue right and couldn't get it to work so it pulled spark plugs and they weren't seated so it was running on like five or six cylinders sometimes oh man just find all the bugs the thing all original bushings and ball joints that were just totally clapped out so the thing you get it up to 70 miles an hour and it was kind of doing the the tube snake boogie a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but eventually you get over you know your fear of death and <laughs> i don't know if it's the exhaust fumes or what but we just kind of resigned ourselves to you know either it's gonna work or it won't but it's a good story and uh we made it Hopefully. yeah see that is a good story because i didn't know that part of the story that's 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 good stuff man and that's the type of thing though when 
that's what I tell people. So like, you know, people ask me, why do you use the wiring harness out of 72 Chevy truck and these, these trucks and stuff you build? And I'm like, look at it like this, man. If somebody told you, hey, I got a C10 and I just need 800 bucks for it, runs and drives. You're going to take your ass, get in it and drive it back to wherever you came from with the glass fuses and all in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's no big deal. So it's no big deal. You know, it's just that's what you do when you when you're hot riding, man. Like you say, you just get in it and you go. You know? Old cars want to run. So exactly. up, up until this spring, this I'm, this whole car was made out of stuff that was in the trunk when I got it. Mm -hmm. or crap I bought off of like Facebook Marketplace for 50 bucks. So the whole four barrel and automatic trans swap with a shift kit, that was, I think I maybe spent $250 doing all of it. Wow, man, that's a good deal yeah. though. You got a really good car. So right now, what what is the plan overall for the car? Like, I mean, obviously you're going to, you know, you would you would do the ball joints and the tie rods and the bushings and all that stuff but like what is the overall plan are you going to leave it the way it is are you going to upgrade the motor what's what's your plans for it well uh i'm i'm actually a pretty lucky guy so when i bought the car it had a complete polyurethane front suspension kit and new ball joints and a whole bunch of stuff in the truck okay the previous owner wanted to do some upgrades and he just never got around to fixing the car so uh, before Power Tour last year, I did a four-barrel swap, just rebuilt an Edelbrock that I got for dirt cheap. Uh, let's see, Trans was so-so, so I, I shoved like a $22 shift kit into a $100 Craigslist Trans. <laughs> so I had that in it until this spring, and uh, it ran pretty good. I let Rich DeBoss drive it, and we kind of... I think spun a bearing a little bit, doing block-long burnouts, <laughs> pretending to be Burt Reynolds. Right, right. So it had that, that little Pontiac 350 in it that was as healthy as it can be. Home and parked it. Hmm. Finally decided what we're going to do. I ended up getting lucky again, and I scored the entire drivetrain from a 76 Trans Am. So... What's happening right now, I've got the car stripped clean. I'm kind of degreasing and cleaning up some things, fixing where the wiring is just electrical taped together under the hood. And that 455 and my small chamber heads are going off to Butler Performance in Tennessee. So kind of working working with Butler to get the thing cleaned up and get a good rotating assembly in it. And I spec'd out a cam with Crower. We're aiming to make well north of 400 horsepower, 500 plus torque is is the game plan with a fourth bead and a posi rear that I scored. Like all all said, about 1600 bucks on the front end. So yeah, um, it should basically drop right in like it's like it's a factory piece there. So, oh yeah, um, it's gonna take some doing, but I'm I'm gonna end up doing uh, an engine build on my channel cleaning up and resealing the four speed i've got a new clutch and some some basic upgrades for it but kind of the, the game plan is to have eh, maybe around four thousand dollars or so total in the car 400 horsepower yeah It'll be pretty fun yeah yeah it's going to be healthy it'll be a lot healthier than what you started out with then that's for sure and then more yeah more than double the power that right. they had Heck yeah, man. So then, of course, you're going to be hitting the power tours. And what else 
what, what do you be headed out to do with the the surfing oh, man. I do I do a lot of events on top of kind of the the builds and revivals I like to do so um I did do roadkill nights last fall I'd love to take the car to that if it's on um I did uh zip tie drags just this last January and actually ended up racing somebody else's truck <laughs> he hurt his hand so he said I'll bring the truck down from Colorado if you'll drive it so I'm uh, working on editing the video of that. That was pretty cool. I'd love to take the car there and visit my friends in Arizona. Um, this is actually the, the first I've maybe publicly announced it, but I want to get into a grudge race with one or two other F-bodies. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple in mind, so... You're going to be calling them out, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. My buddy Barr, he's building a 400. It's going his four-speed, I want to say 78 or 9 Z28. And there's a couple firebirds I see all the time on Instagram that are kind of the same kind of a budget program. Right. So I want to see what's what, do uh, kind of go on tour a little bit, maybe show people what we can what we can do with just a little bit of elbow grease and a couple thousand dollars into the right parts because I'm, I'm using a junkyard block, junkyard heads, and uh, kind of scrapping it all together, but... I said I'll maybe have four thousand dollars in the car. It'll fit like it's like it's a factory seventy-five or six Trans Am. Should uh, should be fun to drive. Oh heck yeah, man! Hey, you if you make your way down by the St. Louis area, you got to give me a call, man, so I can come out, you know, and see what's happening, man. You know, we got Gateway down here. I, uh... Yeah, I think I think Power Tour this year is going to be just east of you guys on uh, on the other side of the river in Illinois. Yeah, that's where the actual racetrack. So the 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 Gateway Motor Speedway, or mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called now, but yeah, the track for the NHRA and all that, it's actually in Illinois. But it's only, you know, once you cross the river, it's like 10, 12 minutes, and then you're there, you know. So, yeah, I know um, Roadkill was down here two years ago. And, you know, they did their little thing and he was letting uh everybody run down the track you know it was pretty cool that was pretty cool and i forgot what i forgot what they titled that i think that was zip tie drags they uh they had that in i think three or four cities but just with turnouts i don't know if that's going to come back or what the plan is right yeah yeah but yeah i mean it was just cool that that it even stopped by that venue you know what i mean yeah, it's cool as so. hell. Yeah, it is cool. And then, so, like, what you're doing, and that's the whole thing. So, the whole garage built, budget building, that's the whole thing that Patina Code is a derivative of. It's like, look, man, you can do this with just, like you said, the right amount of money put into the right parts. You don't have to go full-blown, you know. You could make some pretty decent power. You could build pretty decent vehicles just by doing the right things. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I've sold myself like, oh, you know, I, I write and I do video and all this, but I'm just a guy in my 20s with an accounting degree, so I don't really have any business building hot rods. I don't have any <laughs> formal training. I, you know, I kind of grew up out, out in rural America fixing stuff here and there, old crappy daily drivers and one day something something pretty close to a car i've always wanted came for sale and i had to have it so 
the right friends and, and a little research, anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not hard. I, I rebuilt my whole front suspension with, uh, with a rented ball joint press. Right. You can do it. I mean, it's like I said, I'm not necessarily doing it the easiest or fastest way, but for somebody who wanted just a decent car that's not full of rust or somebody that wanted to, to put mom and dad's old car back on the road, it, it can be done. Oh, you don't have yeah. to have a bunch of skills and tools. No, you don't. And if if you're just, if you're trying to stay, and that's the thing with the older vehicles, the simplicity of the vehicles and just they're just just antiquated you know what i mean so you could build almost any old car because it is it's an antiquated procedure and everything is so simple and like you said if you take your time and you do your research and you stay focused on achieving what it is you're trying to do anybody can can do it that's the whole thing anybody can just build their car and go have fun like you're doing I really like the kind of people I meet. Kind of like I said, it, like you said, even it's it's like-minded people out out in the world that go to these events or or kind of see what I'm doing. That uh, you know, want to be friends or ask advice or even just uh, you know be be fans, be supportive. It's super super cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's cool as hell, man. Because and that's what brought everybody together like we wouldn't even be talking right now if it wasn't because of vehicles like i wouldn't know you you know what i mean yeah no there's not there's there's no way you're hundreds of miles away right yeah it makes the world a little smaller i think it does it does but you know you got people that like you just said like-minded people they're involved in the same thing and you're you're feeding and learning from each other because i'm like you man i've had no formal training at all on how to do this and i I did. I've said this before. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with internet. So I learned everything by reading the books. And that's how I mm-hmm. learned how to tear a motor down and rebuild them and all that stuff. I read. So that's how come I know what I know. And then I just applied what I learned to actually doing it. And then, of course, over the course of years, you're able to do, you know, what you're doing, you know. So, yeah, it's not you don't have to. And I'm not knocking anybody that has, you know had the formal training and all that that's that's awesome but you don't have to have all that to build you a ride if you want to get into the hot rod scene you know what i mean i think it goes both ways and i've met some some really incredibly talented people um just old school hot rod guys even people who work for some of these kind of you know big companies who who want to help or give advice it's uh it's like it's an equalizer, I guess I'd call it. Right. Um, the whole the whole thing behind Bad Scientist Garage, I've only been asked to explain it to one or two people, but it, it's not necessarily about me per se, but about hot rodding in general and about how it's done, the kind of people that do it. Um, nothing I'm doing is, is super out there, crazy or wild. I interview some people who build some amazing stuff, um, actually got kind of an exclusive on the uh the next itw hot or uh itw rat rod that they're doing same guy that built the whole camino okay but it, it, it's it's experimental right right so whether it's somebody building the kind of thing that uh you know ed roth would have built or somebody with absolutely 
no skills or business putting together a rear end and putting together an engine. It's, I guess it's about having the, the courage or stupidity, whatever you want to call it, to, to make an attempt. Everything I do is, for me, it's, it's new. It's exciting. I've never built a blueprinted engine before, but, um, just by asking the right questions and kind of going, you know, I, I think I'd like to try this. I built a small engine. Let's do a big one. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do something with some real power. So called up Butler and, and asked if they could, kind of give me some advice and and figured out what it costs and at, at the end of the day that's my new experiment that's what's going on in the speed laboratory we're we're going to build a 462 cubic inch pontiac mill that will absolutely knock down any late model 90s or early 2000s car with ease mm-hmm. and that's your goal huh that's what i want to do yeah I, i'm not gonna talk too too big on it you know All right. it's like suckers walk and until i'm holding the time split that's that's all here there but i do my research and i'm I'm willing to try even if i'm wrong i at least you know made the attempt i'm gonna learn some stuff i'm gonna either make my goal or i'm gonna fail and try again right right and that's the whole thing if you got that you gotta have the spirit you gotta have the mindset and you you pretty much i won't say you gotta live it but you have to be immersed in the whole process of wanting to build and wanting to learn and not just be like, well, I'll just do this and hope it works out. Like you gotta, you gotta be like on point cause you're, you're, you're playing it down a little bit, but you're, you're right. You, you don't have to be super, super, super knowledgeable, but you do have to pay attention to what you're doing and take your time doing it but you can't get discouraged and you you got to be willing to accept if you mess something up you then you learn from that and you go back and you do it again but this time you do it better you know yeah i wish i wish i had better audio and and better stuff going maybe a year or so ago when we were ls swapping my buddy 67 mustang during the zip by drags but i've you know uh, touched bare wires together and melted them. I accidentally poured coolant on someone who owns an after like a really nice rod shop in California. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've made some some mistakes. Like I said, we we lit my car on fire just about heading to Pomona the first day because it didn't want to start. So big old fireball that sucked into the intake. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that's on video it's not very good video but it it puked a fireball out like a couple feet in the air under the hood mm, mm, mm. yeah so but you kept going though yeah i mean i carry a fire extinguisher and i have towing so right whatever. right it's right. gonna happen just uh keep after it and the thing is like people will help you out that's right a right. really big thing i've learned so whether you run out of fuel or, or talent or whatever, you just got to approach it maybe with a fresh mind or from a new angle. Ask for help. Exactly. Um, I subscribe to some like some groups like the uh, Thunderhead 289 group on Facebook that's all about carburetor tuning and ignition timing. So really knowledgeable guys that just, you know, you throw up a question, hey, what's going on here? Or, I'm having this this kind of returning problem what would you suggest so it uh even guys younger than me that are giving advice out to 
40, 50, 60 year old guys that have been working on carbs their whole life. Right. It's uh it's pretty wild. Nobody's nobody's the expert, nobody's right all the time, but being a part of the community is a really good thing and it's it is kind of unique yeah. to being in the car community. It is, because when you're in the car community, you know, you it's just and that's the thing. You can't have an ego doing this sort of thing. Because that'll get you nowhere, you know. And like, because I'm saying that because of what you're saying. There's guys younger telling the old heads, you know, hey, do this, and they're they're accepting that information. They're like, hey, it works, and then everybody's cool. But you know, you got some people like, oh, you can't tell me nothing, you know, because they just been doing it the same way for all these years. But you know, there's like you said, there's always fresh eyes and a new look at things, you know, and. If you can accept that sort of thing and move with it, then everything, you'll be fine. But when you let your your ego or your ambitions get in the way of your progress because you don't want to listen to somebody because they haven't been doing it as long as you have or whatnot, you're never going to make it, you know? There's always somebody out there who's going to be faster or better or have more money than me. But, uh, yeah, I mean... My my kind of whole piece in this is meeting the people, learning stuff. Even if I end up having to redo this this engine build or losing a, a race that I ended up basically asking to lose, <laughs> that's that's all part of it. It's still fun. Uh, right. I, I ran that guy's truck in the three K Hoopty Challenge. The clutch pedal was on the right hand side. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Crazy little budget build made out of a Datsun truck and three uh, Thunderbirds, I want to say. Yeah, three. <laughs> um, the, I, I absolutely got it handed to me, put down terrible ETs. I was hard as hell on this guy's truck. And at the end of the day, it was super fun. I got to run the Hoopty Challenge. I got to hang out with some old friends, meet an absolute, again, an absolute stranger, loaned me his race truck and trailered it there. So in exchange, I think I bought him a couple beers and some Popeye's chicken. It was super, super unfair trade, but we both had a great time. We, we become friends. Like it's, that's the best part of it to me. I, I'm, I'm learning things. I'm meeting people and the, the people kind of make it. Right. I wouldn't still do this if if I had to figure it all out for myself or, you know, people weren't, weren't just really good community type people that, that want to, to stay in, appreciate cars, cruise them, even break them. Right. Right. Yeah. And now, like, there's a whole culture thing now because, you know, you got classifications of, of cars. You got the classic car, the 50 to the 60s, rat rod, patina rod, rust rod, what have you. But now it's more becoming like a culture to where everybody's just cruising everything. Like people like seeing the old four door, whatever it is, the LTD, you know, it's just like, cool. That's an old car on the road and they're, just, they're cruising and they're having fun, you know? And that's what the kind of movement is going to is like, find you something kind of like the roadkill thing, find you something, build it, run it. Yeah, doesn't have to be perfect as long as it's yours. Right, yeah, and it, that's the whole thing. And, that, I mean, it's a pretty cool movement because I see a lot of people, 
and a lot of people i get a lot of videos and stuff of, of these little cruises and things and there's just every type of car you got the the show ready tea bucket right next to whatever you know what i mean everybody's just like all in it and they're just like let's just ride and have fun with with these vehicles you know so that's the good thing about what i see happening and then it's good for the younger people too because you know everything that the younger people are growing up with they're all electronic you know and they don't know anything about carburetors and whatnot but when you're able to go get a car out of a barn out of a field and get it back going that inspires somebody else to go and do the same thing you know and it keeps the culture going i honestly that's that's been a huge motivator to me kind of writing about and even doing it for myself um the the feedback is huge yeah uh, and I, I never really anticipated i do this for mostly for myself it's good therapy it's cheap yeah <laughs> but uh it, yeah I, it kind of floored me the first time somebody reached out and said you know i i think i want to try to just pull a car out of out of storage or out of hawk and try and drive it a couple hundred miles or I'm going to pull out my, my dad's old, you know, truck or whatever from the weeds and I'm going to give it a shot. Like that's, that's super cool. Yeah. People, yeah. people see that and they feel like, you know, I could do this. I want to be a part of it. It looks like fun and it, it is. Yeah, it um, is. I've got actually, and this is funny, you should mention it. Uh, I've got kind of a surprise build coming up out of state that, uh, and I thought, you know, one, one or two people might help me out with and, Sounds like if this whole virus deal cleans up, I might have half a dozen people helping me work on a car that we pulled out of a field. So right, yeah, same thing. We're gonna we're gonna throw some cheap parts at it, and we're gonna we're gonna try to make it run. And that's cool. Yeah, well, I'll be watching out for it. I'll I'll be checking it out and seeing when it all occurs. Because yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And the, what you, what you got going on? That that's pretty cool, man. And it gives us another avenue for people to see and be like well hey like you just said well i'm gonna try that now, this guy done it you you can uh you can definitely be watching for that either on youtube i'll probably have some stuff on instagram too i've been getting better at it <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know instagram and youtube and all that it's 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 work too but it's fun because when you're putting knowledge out there that's what that's the whole thing for me it's like you know i'm gonna show you how to do this and you know it gets people in the spirit to wanting to do stuff they're like cool cool i seen him do it so i can do it and it's not me just showing you and saying this is what you do like you're gonna you're seeing me doing this and it's actually working and then having the avenues to get the parts and make their thing worked the same way you made yours work. That helps a lot of people, and they they appreciate that. Yeah, honestly, times like these, even if even if I'm doing something wrong or stupid, it's good entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a good way to keep up with my friends and have a good time, even when we uh, can't all be in the same building or be flying cross country to not sleep at all for two days and try to throw together somebody's garbage for a race that we're inevitably going to lose. Right. <laughs> So it's uh, it's it's helped a lot, honestly, for me. Just, just kind of put that out there and hang out with people, even if it's just over the internet. Right, definitely, man, for sure. So before we get out of here, 
let people know where they can find you at. All right. Uh, well, might have mentioned before, I'm Mad Scientist Garage on Instagram and YouTube. You can find articles I write about uh, builds. I interview other people who are building some pretty cool kind of off-the-wall stuff for Roadkill Customs. You'll find that under Mad Scientist Garage or... You can find all of that by shirts. Check out the Instagram feed and read articles on themadscientistgarage.com. Right on, man. Yeah, you need to do an article about Zero here, man. He's. I do. I do. I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> just... I'll have to figure out how to do that remotely. Maybe this time around, since right. we got this whole right. this whole whole deal. But yeah. That'd be Let's cool. get something together, man. I'd love to. I like that truck. That's super cool. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Yeah, it's well, it's pretty much like what you're. I mean, you know, it's it, it's it looks like more than what it is, pretty much. But everything is it's budget as much as budget as it could be, you know. And uh, I just had fun doing it. You know, I made all the the cab corners and all that stuff. I just made it because I wasn't gonna buy it. So. I, I have a saying, you might outrun me, but you won't outfund me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I have a better time with 20 bucks than some people who roll up with a $20,000 truck and trailer. You got that right, man. I like that saying. That's a good saying, man. Man, that's, that's pretty good. But definitely, man, you know, whatever, man. Just, you know, you, well, you can hit me up now because you got my number and whatnot, but you know it's just all in the fun of it and like i said i want to have you on because you you're doing the same thing that many of the people that are following along are doing and uh it's it's pretty cool and i just that's why i want you on here because i appreciate what you're doing i know what it takes to do what you're doing you know what i mean and there's a lot of people that are on patinico that know what it takes to do what you're doing appreciate that man yeah. and uh thank you for reaching out and have me on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, man. We're going to blow up now. We got the mad scientists in the house. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Don't look for no royalties, though, man. Cause... <laughs> you got it. You got it. No warranties. No, none of that. Right, right, right. Got All right. It. Well, I appreciate it once again. Thank you. I really mean it. Thanks. All right. Cool. I will catch you later, man. All right. Later. That was the Mad Scientist, and as he said, you can find him on Instagram at Mad Scientist Garage, and you can also find me as well on Instagram at Patina Code. Today's show was brought to you in part by LS Fabrication. Also, the show was brought to you by Joe's Racing Products. You can find both of them on Instagram as well, or you can just go to your web browser and type in www.lsfab.ca or www.joesracingproducts.com and it'll take you right to their pages. A final note, for those of you who may be interested in picking you up some Patina Code gear, you can check out my store site at patinacodellc.equit.com through your web browser or you can just hit the link in my Instagram bio and it'll take you right to the store site and pick you out a shirt, show your support for Patina Code that's our show for today guys it was really fun doing that one and i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did i'll be back at you guys at a later date with another one of these podcasts as always thanks for listening stay with me